What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. Hey, John Lim here. We've got a very fun episode ahead of us today. We're moving forward with Sue Monheit. She's known as the Gift BizGal. What a great brand. She has been consulting with online and retail businesses for over 25 years and has herself founded two multi-six-figure companies of her own. Today, Sue focuses on gifting, baking, crafting, and making spaces while helping businesses become sustainable and profitable. How are you today, Sue? I am wonderful. How are you doing today, John? I'm doing fantastic, Sue. Such a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm really excited to learn more about you, as I'm sure our listeners are. So, Sue, uh, you've done a lot. I would love to hear your story and where you got started. Well, I came out of the corporate world, and actually, I'm one of those people who may be a little different. I loved my corporate job. Mm -hmm. I learned so much there, but wanted to spend some time with the kids. Right. So, uh, you know, because they don't, you don't get to stop them. Right. <laughs> Have them start later. It's like a now or never thing. So sure. I decided to stop for a little while, but I love business. It's just mm -hmm. part of me. So I took up again. But interestingly enough, it was my husband who had to say to me, well, Sue, why go back into the corporate world? Why don't you start something of yourself? Wow. You know, that's what you've been <laughs> consulting people on for years, you know? Yeah. So a little bit interesting. And, and I like to say that right up front for your audience as well is no one has to give you permission. Oh, I don't know I why that. I thought I needed permission. Yeah. I, it, like it never even occurred to me that I would do that. Well, Sue, so, I, let me ask you, did it ever occur to you to become an entrepreneur as you were growing up, as you were going through school? Or did you always envision yourself in that corporate track? Because that's where I came from as well. You know, it's a hard question to answer because I never really thought of it that way. I mm -hmm. don't think I ever even knew that there was a word like that <laughs> when I was at that stage. But in every single thing I did, even when I was younger, I was always a leader or a creator mm. of something like I would make a program or I would create a class to teach or, you know, whatever it was. So even in corporate, I was always building things of my own that we could use in the businesses. Right. So I think right. I was already doing it, even though I didn't really know I was, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It sounds like it's something that was just in your DNA. So uh, let's let's talk, let's pick back up. So your husband tells you, hey, Sue, maybe you shouldn't go back to the corporate world. So at that point, what's going through your mind? At that point, it was like, yes, that feels so right to me. Mm. It just, you know, internally, it was like, yeah. But then the question was, well, what's that going to be? <laughs> right? well, and that was my that was going to be my question. Did you have already uh, something on your mind that you wanted to create and develop on your own? Or was this just sort of the genesis of, OK, I've got to start thinking about what is that thing going to be? I didn't know what it was going to be. And it's actually nothing like what it is now, because another important thing is, you know, we're all on a journey. One yes. thing starts to morph into another, starts yes. to morph into another. But to make the story a little bit shorter, um, what I did was I looked at five different opportunities. I decided I'm going to put five different ideas on a piece of paper. Oh, I love it. And then go from there and yeah. see what I get to. Well, I whittled down to a final two, both very different from each other. Okay. 
One, I was thinking, I want to start a gift basket company because I can still be out of my house. I can still be making money. Um, I love food. I love gourmet food and packaging and all oh, of that. Love it. Never had made a gift basket in my life, mind you. Wow. But so I was thinking I would do that or I was looking into a wine franchise shop. Really? So totally opposite Yeah. Things. Yeah. No, I um, love it. Yeah. So the in the end, the gift basket business won out. Okay. Um, I took it as a serious job right from the start. Sure. Ended up, the business grew. It kind of didn't do what I wanted it to do because it grew to the point where I had to open a production facility. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's a good problem to have. But It so, was a good problem to have. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you bring this up because I was actually just, believe it or not, I, I kid you not, I was just speaking to a, a friend the other day who is trying to start up a gift basket business and just... Really, it's it's a lot of work. So where did you begin and how did you start to, to really get traction with it? Well, I'll tell you, first off, your friend needs to call me because yes, I, yes. <laughs> I now I now speak at both of the gift basket conferences. There's really? two national oh, conferences. Yeah. I don't do give I haven't done gift baskets now for years. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, where did I did you ask me where I started? Yeah, how well, did I start I, well, that how business? Did you, how did you start that business and how did you really get traction with it? Well, the first thing was developing a plan. Mm-hmm. Like, what did I really want that business to be? Um, and I had decided, you know, I came out of the corporate world. I came out of a world, um, I'll just leave it at that for now. Yes. <laughs> but um, but so the plan, you know, I needed a strategy. I needed, I needed to know where I was headed. And so I knew that I wanted to focus on corporate gifts because that's what I knew well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted to channel into a couple of industries that I felt like I really knew, which was finance. Um, I had nothing to do. I'm not good at money, but I know the structure of banks right. or larger retail shops, you know, all of that type of thing. So, you know, that virtually I made a plan and then I researched the industry. At some point I had to see if I could even make a gift basket. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah there's um, that too. <laughs> you know, Imagine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Um, and I loved the business. I absolutely wow. loved the business. I did not close it because, um, I wasn't, you know, it just continued to grow and grow. I closed it because I found a bigger, opportunity that was quite honestly more challenging and that in the end really excited me. So I wanted to do something different. So I kind of wound one down, wound another one up. Two questions. And I love the story. So someone might say, hey, Sue, you're doing so well with this gift basket business. Why transition into something, as you said, that's even more of a challenge? That's my first question for you. Because that's where my excitement started oh, to go. Yes. And and it was I saw it as a global business mm-hmm. versus even gift baskets can be national. Um, I just saw another opportunity that was really exciting to me. And by the way, a very blue ocean, mm. not a lot of competition, um, lots of ways where I can, again, create because in the end for me. It's about creating things. Yes, yes. And actually, for our listeners who may not be familiar with the phrase, and it's one that I heard throughout business school, can you define for our listeners blue ocean? Yeah, blue ocean versus a red ocean. Um, A red ocean is where there are lots of sharks. There's a lot of competition. (laughs) It is a battle, right? 
a blue ocean, if you're able to break through, identify something else within your company or something that makes you unique where there isn't competition right next to you, then you're swimming free yes. in a blue ocean. Wow. So that's probably the best description. A, I, and I, I love have. that you use the you dug really into the ocean analogy. So, Sue, what is your big why today? What is the blue ocean that you're swimming in today? My blue ocean <laughs> is that I help people who have an idea or a concept or a creative um, passion, I guess, if you will, to turn their hobby or their craft into a business. Mm, I love and I. It. Yeah, I do this in one of two ways. One is um, we sell a tangible product, which is one company. Um, we sell custom ribbon printing systems, which was what I wound down the gift basket business to start. Okay. Um, so people can, so in their crafters, bakers, you know, the whole genre that we talked about before, gifters, bakers, crafters, mm -hmm. makers, can customize products right on site. So if someone walks into a shop, they can custom print a ribbon that says, happy birthday, John, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, whatever you want. Um, so I do that. So physical product. And then I have another business, which is helping people to start their businesses, oh, just like it. I did way back yeah. with gift baskets. So, and that's a podcast, a, um, a whole online training course and my new book, which when we, when you air this will have been out for a couple of months. Oh, fantastic. So. And, uh, mm -hmm. can you give our listeners, what is the title of the book? The book is called maker to master find and fix what's not working in your small business. Oh, fantastic. And it's specifically for creators because we have some different challenges than other businesses have. Yeah. You know, I, online, you what, know we've got a physical product, right? So there's a whole challenge there. What what are some of the big what would you say are the top 2 or 3 challenges uh, that anyone starting a business in this space will face? Well, I think one of the biggest challenges is the fact that, that – I'll give you three here real quick. Mm -hmm. One, they know everything about how to make that beautiful jewelry or right. that delicious chocolate truffle. And that's been what they've been doing on the side and enjoying for so long. And they know – they have all the skills and all the tools, but they've never had to know the business part. Mm -hmm. So that's one challenge. Another challenge is pricing properly mm -hmm. because – we don't really think that our time is worth money. You know, we think of maybe the costs to make the product, but not the time you're putting in to make the product. Right. So a lot of people underprice and that causes um, companies to lose money and sometimes close. It's heartbreaking. Sure. You know, sure. when that happens. And then the third real challenge, I think, for the community, if I was just to choose three, is at some point as you start to grow, the more business you have, the more work you've made for yourself because you're still creating your own product. So you get to a point, you know, if you're successful, that you've got to think, do I have co people come in and make what I have so lovingly made all this time? Or do I want to start, you know, looking at having a manufacturer produce my product for me? Yeah. So that's another step. So these are all challenges that someone who has an online business or who is selling services doesn't encounter. I, I absolutely love it. So, Sue, you've got a pretty big, big why. I love that you are helping other businesses. You're helping other people take what they're passionate about in terms of their crafts, a skill, and turn it into a viable business. What is the biggest challenge you face today in achieving your goal? 
I think I face the same challenge that lots of people do, which is I want to continually find more people who need what I have. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of this has come through trade shows because we're out at shows all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm on stage speaking a lot, but trade show audiences are dwindling. The online market is competitive. You know, there's lots of online courses. So, you know, you have to pick a little bit of everything to attract your audience in. So I think exposure and visibility, just like all of us, wouldn't you say, John, same thing? (laughs) Absolutely. So that leads me perfectly into my next question. So Sue, what are some of the steps that you're taking that can maybe benefit our listeners to move forward past this challenge? It's a challenge we all face. Um, It's a great question. I think like I was just referencing a little bit is you can't, it's not a one-off solution, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm thinking we were just referencing the book a minute ago is that's one thing because I'm thinking That's a great one, by the way. I I think think that's Something that's been on my mind forever. But, you know, some people are book readers, so they're going to find me that way. Some people are going to find me because of the podcast. I still go out to shows. So some people will see me at shows. So my approach versus in the past was always shows, you know, just I was throwing a lot of money and I love going out to trade shows and meeting (laughs) people. But now I'm seeing that I need different avenues that all come in. It's not just one place. It's not just Facebook ads or Google ads or shows. It's everything. Yeah. Now, and I'm going to, I'm going to ask a follow up to that because I think one thing, and, and I face this, I know a lot of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs face this, you have limited, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. There's so many different avenues. How do you decide where to focus your energy? As you said, I mean, trade shows, online presence, writing your book, uh, doing podcasts. How do you prioritize and figure out which avenue or which channel will bring you the greatest ROI or return? Such a good question, John. (laughs) Um, I think the way it's always a challenge, you know, how much time do you have and where do you put it? I think I, you know, I start layering things like my podcast started three and a half years ago. So that is standard weekly show. So that has to always happen. right? Right. But when my book came in virtually, I put aside everything else Mm -hmm. except things that were standard Mm -hmm. and just focused on that, like single focus, head down, moving forward until that was done. I love it. Love you know, it. and just so one focus at a time with those big projects. I love it. it mm-hmm. Pick that one priority and really dig into it. Really, really great share. Yeah. And you know what? Once you've got that set and going, then you can move on to something else. I you know, you have to, yes. it's kind of like those spinning plates. You still got to keep the other plates spinning, <laughs> yes. but you could start another one if, you, if you've managed what you've already got spinning. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really great tips for our Moving Forward listeners. Well, Sue, are you ready for the Knowledge Burst session? I am so ready. I'm so excited and (laughs) particularly excited to have you on because I'm going to switch it up just a little bit. So, Oh, no. Should I be scared? No, not at all. In fact, I think you should be excited, Sue, because this is is very specific to you and to our listeners who want to start an online business For 2018, I mean, we're in summer 2018, the year's halfway over. We have listeners who are thinking about that business. Maybe they've been thinking about it since January. It was their New Year's resolution. I want to start my online business or my side gig. Where do you think that person should start? Number one tip that you would give to that person. 
Well, the first thing is do something. Please don't be that person who talks about it forever. And a year from now, you're still talking. Yes. It might be all you do to get started is think about that dream, what I was talking about in the beginning. Yeah. What do you envision? If all could go right and there were no barriers, including your own fear, right? What would that business look like? So at least you know where you're trying to get to. Yeah. That is a first step. Yeah. You know, and then and then from there, find what you need. There's lots of resources out there. I think we'll talk about that probably a little bit at the end here. Yes. But um, the thing is, don't just let it be something you talk about year after year <laughs> after year. That I is just it. so sad when people yeah, do that. I, I absolutely agree, especially since time is the one resource we cannot make more of. So that is so, so important. Uh, Sue, I'm going to ask you this, and it's a question I've started asking my guests, and I'm, I'm excited to ask you, do you have one thing that you do which runs counter to conventional wisdom? What everyone else says, don't do that, but you do it, and it works really well for you. I do, and I actually had to have my mastermind group tell me it was okay, yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, and it works for me. I am a total workaholic. Mm -hmm. I love I love what I'm doing. Yeah, that's the truth. And my children are now out of the house. We're empty nesters. My husband, luckily, is also a workaholic, so <laughs> it kind of works all right. But I spend a lot of time working, and I felt guilty about it. Yeah, be, you know. And then if I want to go and do something else, really in my mind, I'm like, how long till I can get back to working? Wow. Wow. And I kind of, again, I had to ask permission a little bit. I'm kind of like, <laughs> is it so weird that I'm like that or is it okay? And we all decided it was okay. Yeah, well, so. because you love what you do and I can hear it in your voice and that's really what makes the difference. And that I think is a huge, huge takeaway. Sue, I'm excited to ask you, what is one small choice or activity you're making today. It either maybe it happened before we hopped on this call, it happened, it'll happen afterwards. What are you doing to move forward today? What am I doing to move forward today? Um, I am trying to have a little bit more balance. This book, now that it's almost done, mm -hmm. it's actually done when, when we're going live here, right. but it's almost done at this point that we're talking. I really, the summer is here. I really do want to take some time and carve out time for some of my hobbies. You know, I like to garden. I like to cook. My assistant told me that if I don't make it to the flea market or to the farmer's market at least <laughs> three or four times this year, she's going to be angry oh. and I don't want her angry. <laughs> so now you're accountable. <laughs> I'm accountable. And I that's not, it. that shouldn't be so hard to do, but really carving out a little bit of time, even though I love what I'm doing to do some other things that I also enjoy to have a little bit of a balance. I love it. Great, great tips. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Sue, ready to do a little time travel. Love to. All right, we're going to step into a time machine. We're setting the date for five years from today. Tell me, who is Sue in five years? 
in five years from today, it will be very similar to what I'm doing now, but more established. Mm -hmm. I have a membership program that just launched recently, and I envision that program to be one where most of my time is serving the people who are in there. Um, If I have my ideal choice, some of the things that I'm setting up would automatically funnel people in so that I can be really focusing on helping people, not bringing more people in. I love it. Absolutely love it. What a clear vision that you have for five years. And I love that you're so focused on that. Sue, how can our listeners connect with you and learn all about the great work that you're doing? Well, I made a special link for you, John. Oh, wow. It's it's Gift Biz Unwrapped forward slash moving forward. Oh, wonderful. And if anyone wants to jump over there, there will be there three buttons you can choose from. A link to my podcast, a quiz that you can take. If you're in your corporate job right now and you're just starting or thinking like we were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. thinking of starting a business, this is a fun quiz because it tells you where you are in your development and it leads to a really good deliverable at the end, no matter what your result is. And this is not one of those like you're your results going to show up on Facebook. It's not that. <laughs> it's just for you. Um, and then there's also a link to my book. So fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Move it forward, listeners. We're going to have that link right on the write up. Make sure you click on it. Make sure you subscribe to Sue's podcast because I mean, I got so much value out of this just the short conversation that we're having. And I know you're going to get more subscribing to Sue's podcast. So thank you very much for that. Sue close out the show for us. What parting wisdom do you want to share with our Moving Forward listeners? My parting wisdom is if you are a creator, there's a whole world of people out there who can't do what you do. When you make things or you create things, you think that everybody has that talent and it's not true. So keeping it all to yourself doesn't allow us to see and use and be happy with the things that you create. So please take action, build your business, take that next step so that you can share with us what you create. Share it with the world. I love it. Moving forward, listeners, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting fired up. I hope you are too. I mean, Sue has shared some incredible knowledge for some incredible wisdom get started today. Sue, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today to share your extraordinary story and some great knowledge bursts so that our listeners can move forward. Thank you so much, Sue. Thank you, John. It was so much fun. Uh, Likewise. And check it out one more time, bemovingforward.com. Follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, at bemovingforward. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.